In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein, And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is May 15th, and earlier today, Atlanta United rallied to draw 2-2 with the New England Revolution at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to run its unbeaten streak at home to 13 games. But it's not a draw that should be celebrated because it followed the same script as a lot of other Atlanta United games this season. The team took a 1-0 lead on a fantastic goal by Diego Almada. And then two individual mistakes resulted in two Adam Buxa goals for New England. And the Five Stripes found themselves down 2-1. to one. But they didn't capitulate. Luis Arahuju scored a goal to make the draw 2-2 and split the points. But when you're at home, you don't want to split points. You want to get three points. And the team just keeps making the same individual mistakes over and over again. That resulted in it dropping points. And there's some frustration there that y'all will hear from Manager Gonzalo Pineda and some of the players in a little bit. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Just to go through a couple of stats for you here, real quick Atlanta United took a season high 26 shots today. They had an expected goals of 1.97 to New England's 1.12. They had just seven fouls to New England's 10. So New England tried to play them straight up and they still got the draw. It was just a weird, weird game. Luis Arjujo with 10 shots. Tiago Almada led with three on target. Tiago Almada led with five chances created. He's really becoming a, a pivotal player for Atlanta United as he and Arjujo and Moreno and Cisneros are able to start games together. Alan Franco led with 65 completed passes. Moreno led with 60, 26 completed passes in the final third. Brooks Lennon led with 11 crosses attempted. Moreno led with four dribbles completed. And Luis Arjujo led with 1.11 expected goals. But again, they had to split the points because of the individual mistakes. Now, those individual mistakes were on the first goal. Atlanta United gave up the ball in its final third, something Pineda said can't happen. And then Adam Buxa put a shot through Bobby Shuttleworth's legs at the near post. Shuttleworth said he should have done better. On the second goal that Atlanta United allowed, for some reason, Alan Franco left Adam Buxa and just kind of wandered toward the ball, leaving Buxa unmarked at the back post. I don't know if Franco thought there was someone else back there. The cross came in, Buxa chested it down, simple shot and goal. Um, it's a mistake. 
a marking mistake that Alan Franco tends to seem to make once a game, some sort of decision. Other than that, he's, he's a solid player, but it's that one mistake a game, whether leaving Books onside or just leaving him in general, that can hurt the team. And he's a veteran. He needs to play better. But here is Gonzalo Pineda talking about another game where the offense plays well, but a couple of moments where the back end loses concentration and the team drops points. Very fair, very good assessment of the game. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard to talk about the game because I felt that we did so many, many good things, many good things in terms of possession, in terms of creating chances. And it's just the, the feeling that you, you can feel how passionate is the team about attacking and creating chances and the momentum and the environment was very good. Uh, but we couldn't capitalize those those moments where we were dominant in the game. Uh, and obviously credit to the opponent, they were able to counter and create those chances, uh, dangerous chances that we need to fix because uh, we need to be more solid defensively. Now on Wednesday, the team had a lead against Nashville, a 2-0 lead, and ended up losing 3-2 in extra time in the U.S. Open Cup. After that game, Pineda and some of the players talked about, hopefully this will be a learning experience for us. Yet, here they go again on Sunday, giving up a 1-0 lead, fall behind 2-1. So I asked Pineda, is the team learning from its mistakes? Yes, I felt that, that uh, it's, it's never easy to change those behaviors because it's the mental strength of the team. It's about when we consider goal for X or Y reason, we kind of stop playing. and We kind of slow down a little bit in the body language and we cannot allow us to lose five, ten minutes of the game. Uh, we need to continue uh, doing again what we do better, which is attacking. And I think the moments where the team, the whole team, is connected on that, you see a very, very good performance where we're able to attacking. Uh, if we don't score, we are uh, our immediate pressure is very good. We we overload the the key players for them, and we regain possession, and then we attack again. And in those moments, I feel that the team is, is just strong mentally, but we have ups and downs throughout the game, and that's what we need to learn, to be more consistent in the in the killer mentality that we always talk about this team. We need to be more clinical, for sure. I asked center back Alex Dijon, how do you fix these mistakes that are punishing the team? Just concentration for 90 minutes. I think that the first we our first goal comes and uh, we're dominating possession, feeling good on the ball, and then it's just it's, it's not like they create so much, you know. It's just like a little, a little. I think it comes off our throw-in, something happens, and then they put a through ball, and it, you know, it's it, it's a goal. It's kind of it's they're too easy, you know. The goals that we have conceded are just too easy. Maybe just a lack a lack of focus in those in those really crucial moments because, you know, I think. What you guys have seen and what we have seen is we're, we're dominating possession, we're on the ball, we're attacking, we score a goal, and then it's just like we something turns off, you know what I mean? And we need, we need to just be, keep attacking because that's when we're at our best. When we're dominant, we have the ball, we're in possession, we're passing, moving, one, two touches, getting in behind, scoring goals. So, um, you know, I think you just got to concentrate, more concentrate. And I asked Bobby Shuttleworth, who's a 14-year veteran in the league, if there's anything he can do to help the guys in front of him not make these errors. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we talk about all the time, and it's us as a collective unit. You know, we can't start pointing fingers and talk about individually. I mean, there's been different moments where each of us can do better and can do a lot better on the first goal. So silly mistakes right now that are costing us some silly goals when, you know, if, if I take the first goal, it's we're dominating play. We have all the possession. It comes out of nothing. So it's frustrating, but just something we have to try to improve. The positive for the team 
is with Araujo and Moreno and Cisneros and Almada starting the past three games, it has scored eight goals. And I haven't figured out what the chances created and all that are yet, but it's created a ton of chances. So I asked Almada, what is the potential for this offense? No, creo que... I think we understand each other really well. Uh, we have really talented players, and, and we need to take advantage of that. Um, guys like Luis, Marce, Ronaldo. Um, so we, we just have to keep working together, keep trying to find ways to improve, uh, and, and keep searching for those goals. And here's Araujo talking about what's next in the progression for this team, and I thought it was a really good answer. To, to win games, uh, to win games, to score goals, to, to play together, uh, to try to win all these games that we have in front of us. Uh, I think we have so much quality that uh, we just have to improve some things. That was not the answer I was expecting, to be honest with you, but it was a very mature answer from a guy who has played in Europe and understands what it takes to win games and that you can't switch off for even a minute. Um, we're going to go to a break and we'll come back with some questions from y'all. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. Now we got some questions in email. We got some questions on the Twitters. We got some questions in direct messages. So here we go. Here's Adam, friend of the podcast. He says, "I'm typing this as I leave the bin, so I haven't seen any replays save those on the Halo board." Did Atlanta have a lot of players going down too easily today? Because otherwise, there seemed to be a high degree of inconsistency with the fouls called. I don't know if they went down too easily. I think they were trying to play. Um, there weren't too many fouls called in the game, especially considering Atlanta United is one of the most fouled teams in the league. I think both teams tried to play. True or false, Shuttleworth hesitated on the ball that led to the Revs' first goal, and that gave Buxa the time he needed to score. Uh, I don't know. I need to go back and look at it. He may have been looking at the back post to see if there was someone coming that Buxa could have crossed it to, but he has said he should have done better. Um, that's all I've got today is I'm off for a drink, he says. Thanks for all you do. Well, you're welcome, Adam, and I appreciate you constantly sending in questions. Here is Steven. Thank you for all the great reporting you do on Atlanta United. Well, thank you. You are incredible, and it's appreciated. Thank you again. It's halftime of the match, and I've noticed multiple Atlanta United players slipping and falling on the pitch during the first half. Is that something you've noticed as well? I did notice that. Um, I don't know why they watered it like they always do. With the serious injuries we've had this season, I wonder if the turf is different or if it's more of an equipment issue. Either way, have you noticed the same thing, particularly this afternoon? Uh, I did notice it this afternoon. I haven't really noticed it in general. They did change the turf. It may be a little more slick than a turf that's been played on a lot more. So that could be a factor in some of the slippages, but I don't think it's a factor in the Achilles tendon injuries. Um, so let's switch to the Twitters and see what we got here. Um, quite a few questions came in, and I appreciate that from you all. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. 
Nick says, do you feel as if the team is still trending upward under Pineda's style of play? The goals finally seem to be coming, but what can be done to improve the defense? The defense is just about concentration. As the players keep saying, it's 90 minutes. You can't give up even 5 to 10 minutes. You can't give up 5 to 10 seconds. And this is not a problem that's specific to this year. It's been going on for a few years now. And all you could do is hope that they can get it solved or the same thing is just going to keep happening over and over and over again. Brandon says, what would it take for Rocco Rios Novos to get a run out, a howler from Shuttleworth? I would have thought he'd go last Wednesday versus Nashville for Open Cup. Just curious to see if he has higher shot-stopping abilities. you got to remember that Rios Novo is only 19. He has yet to play this season for Atlanta United. He only had two starts last season for Atlanta United. Goalkeepers take a while to mature. Um, I do think he's a good shot stopper. I do think he's good with the ball at his feet. But to throw him in right now might be a situation in which he cannot win. And I don't know if you want to do that to a young player. Uh, Jake. Jake has a criticism of me, and I wanted to address it because it was a good criticism. And it helps me explain kind of how I do my job. So he's uh, referencing a tweet that I said, Franco is good for one of those every game for Atlanta United. Team now trails 2-1. to one. He says, I think the tone of this tweet is why there are some loud Twitter voices critical of your coverage. It feels like editorializing without analysis. I think fans would receive it differently if you said, that wasn't the first time this season Franco kept the attacker onside and it cost Atlanta United. That'll frustrate the coaching staff and fans. Readers appreciate when you contextualize your criticism in a way that doesn't read like you, as the author, are frustrated with or attacking individual players. Appreciate your hard work and coverage. Thanks. That's a good criticism. And I pointed out to him that, particularly when there's goals scored, I am doing a lot of things. I'm trying to tweet it out. I'm trying to write down what happened before I forget. I'm trying to take notes. I'm trying to look up stats. And so sometimes when I put out a tweet, I just don't have a lot of time. And because of the format of Twitter, I don't really have a lot of inkling to go into deep analysis. I usually save that for Southern Fight Soccer Podcast. Um, but I appreciate that, and I will try to do better. And let's see, going actually to the Twitter timeline, because some people put some questions on that for me. What is the confidence level of this team in the goalie position? I think it's okay right now. Um, you know, as Pineda said after the game, when a defender or a goalkeeper makes one mistake, it leads to a goal. When an attacker makes one mistake, he still gets more and more chances. They can still be named man of the match. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. But I understand y'all's frustration. Uh, South Georgia says, stop using supporters to cover your narrative questions. Not all supporters support your questioning. That's right. I don't say all supporters. I say some supporters. But thank you. Is Pineda too stubborn to admit mistake in bringing Shuttleworth to be in goal? No, I don't. If he feels Shuttleworth isn't helping the team, he'll bench him. But to put in a 19-year-old is a tough ask. Is it time for Atlanta to move on from Franco this summer? He's simply not up to par and, more importantly, not a calming, consistent leader at the back, which we need. Again, and I know this sounds odd, but other than that seemingly one big mistake he makes a game, he really plays well the rest of the time. So you just got to hope that he gets some maturity, gets some chemistry, Keep in mind, he's also played with Miles. He's played with Alex John. He's played with George Campbell this year. He needs to. He's played with Brad Guzan behind him. It's tough on those guys too when their teammates keep getting changed out because of injuries. All right, we're just going to wrap this up now. And Atlanta United two-two draw with New England. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Hug your loved ones, and y'all take care.